Hey, everybody, and welcome back to J&J Radio. I'm your host, Jonathan Harper, along with my co-pilot, Jason Givens. I know you guys are back for more, and we are happy that you are here for more. This week, we're going to talk about the NBA playoffs. We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers search for a new head coach. We're going to talk about the all-NBA teams that were just released, and we're going to dive in to the pigskin, a little football action with Colin Kaepernick. But we're going to start with the NBA playoffs. Currently, the Warriors have a 3-1 lead over the Mavs out west. And if you shift to the east, Boston is up 3-2 over Miami, even though Miami is currently the one seed in the east. So I'll let you pick it up wherever you want to pick it up, Jay, in the west or the east. But let's pick it up in the NBA playoffs. What you got, brother? So what's fresh in my mind is this game I just watched with Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. It was like watching two games. One slow, competitive, grinded out playoff game which you want to see maybe right. with a little bit more scoring in the first half in the second half it was the same thing we see in this series is one team gets super hot and they blow the other team out <laughs> exactly uh, there's been a lot of talk about the heat and boston being evenly matched i don't even think that's true All right with the addition of the quarter that the heat won the first quarter of this game the heat have won three out of the 20 quarters that they've played. Right. Uh, that's not enough, right? right? That essentially tells us that they're getting dominated, right? They've won three, they tied one, and the rest of them they've lost. Um, it hasn't been close uh, in the grand scheme of the series. And I think that Boston is in the driver's seat. And uh, tonight was just another example of Boston having multiple ways to score. When Tatum's struggling, they can go to Brown, they can go to the bench and right. um, Derek Big White Al. can come in. Big yep. Al can come in and score points for you. And Boston, yeah. I'm sorry, in Miami, they don't have other options. Their best option is Jimmy, and he's banged up. Best. Yeah, he's right, hurt right. for sure, right. but right. historically inconsistent anyway. Um, and to so, your point, they're also missing Tyler Hero, which is a lot of points off the bench. He was NBA is. sixth man of the year. He could probably be starting on a lot of NBA teams currently. But like you said, if you take him out of that lineup, Boston, uh, you know, Boston is like, cool. We want him in street clothes. We want him over there looking like he's on South Beach because that's 20 points that we're that we know is never going to check into this game. And like you said, if you look at their rosters top to bottom, I think Boston has way more talent. Boston. Uh, is not they weren't starting two undrafted you know pros on their team even though they're the one seed for Miami, I think anybody you know can look at these these two rosters and see that Boston has a better roster from top to bottom and a lot of people get enamored with the fact that uh, Miami has, is the one seed they're only the one seed because of circumstance Boston chose to sit some of the games to end the regular season and they chose to rest versus trying to get home court advantage. And I think we're seeing that if you have faith in your team, you know, your guys can win on the road. And I think the only, I guess you would say decisive advantage would be possibly coaching. And that's just based on uh, experience because Eric Spolster obviously has been to, I can think of what four finals, three with LeBron and another one on the staff. Exactly. Yeah. So he's been to a bunch of NBA finals. He's been in the trenches for over a decade. Obviously, Ime Odoka is his first year as a head coach, but he's he's been under Pop. He's he's seen how Pop runs his show. 
he's a he's an excellent coach, but I think that's the one thing if you could point to that uh, that Miami might have an advantage. But when it comes to roster pound for pound, I don't think anybody would take uh, Miami's roster pound for pound over Boston's when you really look at it. Yeah, that yeah they have that and weather. That's about it. Right. Weather for sure, but speaking of weather, as long as uh, Stephen A. Smith doesn't wear some of those 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 Miami Vice suits, we will be all right. <laughs> and he said at the end of the broadcast tonight, he says he's not coming back back to Miami, and he's sad about it. Uh, and I totally understand that. But so the, I guess the question is, will Boston? Do you, so one, do you think Boston's going to close out the series in six or seven? You know what? I, I I'm pretty confident they're going to close it out, but I'm always Keeping that, what if the forty-five point a game Jimmy Butler comes shows up? You, True, it's always a possibility. You just never know if that's what you're going to get. Right, um, and I think I think Boston is going to try to close it out in Game Six because nobody wants to go to Game Seven, and you definitely don't want to go to a Game Seven on the road. And they don't want to. I, I think in the back of their minds, or maybe in the forefront, they have to think to themselves: We got a reprieve when Dallas won that game, um, and. They do not want to give additional Golden rest State. to <laughs> exactly. Golden State, who is a little bit of an older team, right? Absolutely. And, and they want to make sure that they they close out as soon as possible because they don't want Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond Green to be rested and 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 well scouted for them. And people don't really talk about this, but I think Boston has a lot of pressure on them. They've been deep in the Eastern Conference playoffs for the last couple of years with this group with Tatum and Brown. But it's time for them to start to look, okay, like, are we going to get over the hump or are we going to have to make some changes? Because their core has been around this spot, but they can't seem to get over the hump and get, you know, to the NBA finals. And I think this is their year with Tatum, who's playing out of his mind. If he can just control his turnovers, I think they'll be all right. Yeah, it kind of feels like going back to Boston or going going back to the time when LeBron was in Cleveland, he was battling against these Celtics, right? Exactly. It, it yeah. seems like it has been quite a while. Um, speaking of schedules, the team that's ahead of schedule is the <laughs> Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> they actually seem like um, they surprised the world, and, and, and they're ahead of schedule. Everyone kind of assumed that because they were ahead of schedule, they were kind of going to be happy to be in the conference finals and right. that they were, they would be okay getting swept. Um, that turned out not to be the case. Yeah. Nobody wants to get swept. Cause when you just get beat four Oh, it almost looks like you're outclassed and you shouldn't have been there. So it's one thing to get beat four one, but four Oh is, that's just a terrible place to be. You don't want the crew on TNT to bring out the Swiffers and the brooms. You don't want to be a meme getting swept out of the playoffs clean into Cancun. So I'm glad, like you said, Luca and the Lukets played really well uh, last night and maintained uh, just a sense of competitiveness. And even in the in the pregame, they showed uh, Coach Coach Jason Kidd was like, "We're not losing this game." And you that's how that's how you have to think about it. You know, mind you, nobody has ever come back from three zero, but a, a few teams have at least pushed it to seven and made it competitive. Yeah, and, and once once you get there, right? Like the the Mavs don't need time. A- yeah, they don't need right. to win four in a row, right? right. They just need to win right. the next game, right? right. And, and they right. proved that the other night that they're capable of winning a game. I mean, I mean, when you got a superstar like they have and a supporting cast that's capable of getting hot, anything can happen. Um, they said to themselves, and I I respect Jason Kidd, the way he looked at his team and asked them if they were going to lose the game, they had confidence, and he had confidence in them. Um, a lot has been made about them by themselves, 
saying that they came out and played better defense. Um, the Warriors shot, you know, what is almost 50% in the game. But right. um, the Mavs and that was just on, a... Go ahead. Oh, the Mavs were on fire. I mean, they, they made 20 they threes. 20 for 43 from three, which is outstanding. 43 threes, I think, is a couple of threes away from our record. Um, record amount of threes to be shooting, I think. The record is around 45. Um, and like but, and like Kenny Smith always says, when the house is on fire, get the women and kids out. Nothing could stop that onslaught. Not even a hole in the roof last night. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> it was raining threes, literally. And it was funny to see Mark Cuban's face because he was looking like, yo, this can't be happening. He was right embarrassed. Now. Yeah, he was He was absolutely The whole world is watching my building <laughs> and I got a leaky roof. Right, exactly. But he was looking uh, absolutely fine when the when that in that buzzer sounded at the end of the game. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, somebody's getting fired, docked, or chewed out uh, today because they had a massive hole in there, and it it was it was multiple holes. It was like, yo, this place is is leaking all over the place. Yeah, it's but, an interesting like, concept, right? For some of us that are in other places than other parts of the country in California. We're like, what? It's raining? It's May. Raining? It's almost June. <laughs> exactly. What kind of rainstorm happens in May? Exactly. Exactly. Even Coach Kidd was mic'd up. That sounds funny when I said Coach Kidd uh, was mic'd up at halftime. And he was like, man, it must really be raining outside for it to be raining this hard, where it's leaking profusely from the top of the stadium. Yeah. Not um, stadium, but the arena, rather. So, yeah, but go the, ahead. So the, the, the Mavs, they have an interesting situation right they're close but are they really like when you look at their roster <laughs> you wouldn't think so right i mean right. Jalen brunson has had an outstanding playoffs Smitty, right. Finney smith has come and gone he had a great game uh right. that game four um you wonder right how how they got here right and they got here because they play together and they play uh, well in spurts right right um, and it's all about matchups in the playoffs what can i take away and what can you take away from me and who can overcome it in the end with the better player because yeah. like we say all the time you know like we say the cliche that the media uses and some of our friends say heat culture heat culture but at the end of the day championships are won by players the spurs culture was great but if there was no tim duncan and no mono ginobili and no tony parker what do you really have at the end of the day? You so got somebody, you this, right? They're like, <laughs> do you think that Greg Popovich and RC Buford changed the culture when their players got old? <laughs> right, right. That same, that same Spurs, Spurs nation, Spurs culture is what they have now, but they don't have Hall of Famers, so we see what that means. So at the end of the day, it's about guys. Like, are you, are you a dude? Are you a hooper? Can you get me a bucket? When the defense is trying to stop you from getting a bucket and you say, get out of my way or give me the damn ball, that's what it comes down to in the playoffs because every team is scouted to the 10,000th degree because your entire staff is focusing on taking you away and taking you out of the things that you do well. But are you good enough to overcome that? And you are if you have a stud like Luka or a first team, second team, or third team All-NBA player. Yeah. You know, this, this series really intrigues me. Um, I wonder, and, and I've been thinking about this throughout the playoffs. Have you seen some teams have easy matchups and some teams have tougher matchups? Like Boston mm-hmm. looked like they were going to be outmatched by the Heat in game one, but they had played a seven-game series against Giannis, right? right? And they came out there and the Heat had been rested because right. they did not have uh, as difficult a series. Um, right. Now, the Mavs, right, had a tough series against 
the Suns, like, you know, on maybe, the road, on the road, they have to go on the road and win when Luca pretty much single-handedly stomped the Suns into the <laughs> ground in that first half. But right. um, the Warriors were hanging out and, right. and they, and so they, and they're they, a different they beast. Right. And they were rested when the series started, yeah. but now that right. they're starting to get tired right now, the rest is kind of equal, right? Cause every team, they're, both teams are playing on the same days. It looks like it's a little bit harder for the win for them to win progressively in the series. Dallas has had some good games. The Warriors have experience and and experience in coaching. Uh, I think Steve Kerr is undefeated in the Western Conference playoffs since he's been their coach. So there there were two seasons in there where he didn't make the playoffs, but every other series in the eight years he's won up until the <laughs> or finals. got to the finals. Right, yeah. that's incredible. <laughs> right, and so that experience it means a ton. Because their starting core, Curry and Draymond, we've been and there. Clay, they've been around for that whole time, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Jason Kidd, you know, he he's had he's been around a bit, and he was assistant on the Lakers when they won. But it's not the same, and and their core is young. This is the furthest. Um, almost everyone on that team. Wait a minute. Lucas said that he said it last night. Anyone on that team has been in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. And they he have said, to learn how to win. Young. Exactly. We take for granted how young Luca is because he's so talented. He's only 24 years old. So he said himself last night in the press conference, like, hey, I'm young. You know, we're just starting here. We're 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 gonna be back, so on and so forth. But you know, give us some give us some slack. We're we, it's not it's not win or blow the team up. This is like you said, they're playing with house money. Nobody expected them to beat the Suns, especially not on the road in a game seven. Well, you know. One person did. Except for you. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> you're your favorite point guard in the whole wide world, Christopher Paul, uh, and then Devin just Booker. Don't they just don't trust him. I don't yeah, trust they... him. Uh, I, I feel like last season they they got lucky as the Lakers were injured and the Suns weren't there and Kawhi uh, was injured and, and just everything worked out in their favor, which has to happen. Some teams, you have to have some things happen in your favor. You know, Boston Absolutely. was fortunate that uh, Chris Middleton got injured, right? Like things have to Absolutely. happen in your favor. Favor, but I, I just didn't think that if those things didn't happen, the Suns would have right. made it to the finals. Um, and we were pretty much shown that by uh, Milwaukee last year, and um, and Dallas and showed it to you this year. And Toronto a couple of years ago, when the entire Warriors team just fell apart at the seams, when uh, Clay tore his ACL. Uh, KD tore his Achilles, and then LeBron I think left the Eastern Conference. <laughs> LeBron left the Eastern Conference. Uh, they had that lucky bounce. It was just, it was, it was literally lightning in a bottle, and yeah. they took. If that ball of bounced it. four times instead of five or six, you know, they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have won that championship, right? Like, or if KD didn't tear his Achilles because he was hooping, and then all of a sudden, poof, somebody turned yeah. the lights out. So, um, but yeah, just, but anyways. Let's uh let's switch gears. So the All NBA team, obviously the first, second, and third team came out. Any surprises or um, snubs? I guess you would say from that list. Well, you know, there's a I don't know if it was a snub, but I think that there's a problem with the dynamic of the list making. Uh, okay, they changed the All Star list, and I th- I think they kind of did this to favor play like like we had the issue where Greg Popovich changed. Tim Duncan's official position to power forward so that he could start <laughs> an all-star game along with Shaq, right? Because if they mm-hmm. were both both listed as center, then you couldn't both vote for both of them. And so one would not get to start in the all-star game, right? So they were smart. Right. They made Tim Duncan a power forward. He's clearly a center, right? 
um, right. over time, the NBA said, why don't we just have guards and bigs, right? Right. So, so you're a forward or a big, and you can be an all-star starter, right? Right. They did not change that for All-NBA. All-NBA is still guard, guard, forward, forward, center. And so you have this dynamic where Jokic and Embiid were probably well, the – Before you dive into it, let, let's tell the listeners exactly who was what. So, okay, so the first team All-NBA is Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, uh, Nikola Jokic, Devin Booker, and Jason Tatum. The second team was Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, Kevin Durant, uh, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan. And the third team was Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James, Chris Paul, Trey Young, and Pascal Siakam. So go ahead, Jay. Yeah. So um, so I first of all, congratulations to Jason Tatum and Devin Booker making the first team for the first time. Um, right. Jason Devin Booker is probably the best player on the best team. Right. And, and um, so it makes Jason, sense. Yeah. And Jason Tatum had an incredible season for Boston. And exactly. We're and this is a regular season award. Yeah. Yes. So people lose their mind every day, but it's like, yo, same thing with the MVP. This right. is a regular season award. You got to compartmentalize it. So, um, what this is really saying, like when you look at this, you wonder, like, was Joel Embiid one of the best five players in the NBA? Well, Absolutely. obviously, right, right. But, but Joker was too, and they both play the same <laughs> position, so exactly. Embiid winds up on second team. But if it was All Star voting, they would both be starters, and so that's what's kind of kitschy, right? It's kind of weird that, about that so dynamic. Who would get the boot off the first team then for so, Embiid? So this is another dynamic, right? So. <laughs> If if it was guard guard forward for or guard guard big big big, then somebody has to go right. And if you just look at the voting, it would be Jason Tatum. Um, right. And, and another weird dynamic of the award is that the voters can vote you in the position that they wish if you play two positions. So if you're a mm. combo guard forward like Jason Tatum, sometimes you're a small forward, sometimes you're a shooting guard. Uh, the vote is up to the voters to pick you at a particular position. Uh, this happened with Luca last year, where people voted for Luca at point guard and forward. He still made the first team, but um, Jason Tatum he ended up having his vote split between forward and guard and fell out of the running entirely. Um, he wasn't an All NBA player at all, even though he had more votes than some of the people that made the third team. But by his votes not being assigned all to the same position, it caused him to drop out of the standings of the top 15. Um, and that and costed him money. Money, exactly, because the <laughs> players had allowed for this provision um, for max players, right, that you have to either be an MVP candidate, defensive player of the year, um, or First or third, yeah. Yeah, all NBA player, all defensive, and, and that had escalators for potential for your contracts. Um, we talked about this when it happened. I don't know why the NBA players would put um, – their finances in the hands of the media. The writers, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just like it's a crazy dynamic. Um, but that's what ended up happening to Jason Tatum last year. So um, great that he made the team now. Too late though, he already signed that contract. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens to the um, to his contract and see if Boston, you know, works it out with him. Um, but some of those weird dynamics make the teams a little strange. If I were picking teams, I would probably. Um, if I were picking teams out of the people on the first team. I'm okay with that first team, how it is. I mean, the only thing I would. Oh, so no, well, if, you had, if you had your pick of all the NBA players um, to start with those five people on the first team, be on it, be on your team, health notwithstanding. 
see, that's tough because ah, that's tough because I don't know if I would have. I probably wouldn't start Jason. I, I'm sorry. I probably wouldn't start Devin Booker on my first five of the entire world of the NBA. He'd probably be coming off my bench. Uh, not to say he's not a hooper. I don't know. Would Devin he's... Booker play on your team if you only had 12 players and you could pick the entire NBA? Currently, yes. I think he would. He would. Devin Booker this, would play this, on your team. So you're saying you're, you're saying gonna have, if you're he... going to have three two guards, right? Or combo no, I'm guards or whatever. About, I'm just talking about players in general. If I can oh, pick so players 12 players, players. So you're yeah. going to have Devin Booker in your top 12 players. Yeah, because, for instance, if I was kicking off three players out of this list, I know that um, Pascal Siakam had a great year. He's off that list. And he's then Carl Anthony Towns, he's out. That's so that's what that's so then I'd have to kick one I'd have to give somebody else one more Timberland, one more boot in the butt. Uh who else is coming off that list? Um Chris Paul, Uncle Cliff, State uh, State Farms man, you're getting kind of old. He's out so of there. I, yeah, he's like you're out of there. But then uh, the rest of that, the rest of the rest of this list I feel pretty comfortable with. Not a lot of defense, but they're gonna score a lot of points. <laughs> they're they're score a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, so you got Luca, right? You gotta, you gotta have Steph Curry for those games. You might need some threes, right? Um, you're so you're gonna have John Morant. Yep. I got DeRozan. I got Steph. Yeah, I'm okay with this with this 13 that I kept. I don't know if there's anybody else that's not on this list that should go on it, other than you know your favorite player uh, in Brooklyn. Other than that, I think. Are we doing uh, this again? Did Brandon Ingram Ingram make the list? No, sir. No, uh, no. It's uh, it's so it's Giannis, Luca, Joker, Booker, uh, Jason Tatum. He needs a nickname. He has no nickname. Joel Embiid, Ja Morant, Kevin Durant. Um, it sounds weird saying Ja Morant and Kevin Durant like so close together. Uh, uh, Steph Curry, Demar Derozan, Cat, Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James. Third team sounds weird for LeBron, but he has been in the league like seventy years. He missed and a bunch like of games. I said, uh, like he had, he had the numbers, but he didn't play the games. So, oh, no, uh, the fact that he's still in, the, he's still, you know, first, he's third team All NBA, and he's been in the league twenty years is is insanity. And yeah. then, like I said, Chris Paul, Trey Young, and Pascal Siakam. Some people so, were saying so some people that are not on the team, right? Like Kyrie Irving missed more than half the season where we didn't play a bunch of games. Right? right, but but all that notwithstanding, talent wise, he's probably in the top fifteen, right? And then, That's uh, fair. but who would you kick out for the guards if you want Kyrie? I, know, I haven't <laughs> made it that far yet <laughs> in my thinking, in my line of thinking. But probably, probably Demar Derozan, considering who else you have on the team. He was a hooper this year. He though. had he a fantastic season. He did. Yeah. He had a fantastic season. He also played like forty and minutes he, a game, and he came to work. Yeah, so. so that's huge, right? He did. He came to work. Um, some of the other players, uh, we Pascal did... Siakam, as good as you are, mm, I probably wouldn't have you if you were if I only had fifteen people in the entire world to put on my team. What about he Jimmy probably... Butler? That's what I'm saying. People were saying Jimmy over Pascal, but I'm probably going to go with Pascal based on his his regular season numbers. Okay, but that's interesting though that the Heat were the one seed. And that's what the NBA writers thought about them. You're the best team in the East, but nobody on your team is good enough to be on the first, second, or third team. All you, I've been telling you, this is how I felt about the Heat. I just don't trust them. And the reason why I didn't trust them is because when it came down to crunch time, 
I didn't think that they had the stars to stand up to the other really good teams. And right. um, kind of what happened tonight in the previous game, right? Um, yeah. Even though Tatum started off slow, him and Jalen Brown had themselves a night, right? Um, Tatum ended up with, like, I think, nine assists to go yeah. along with 20-something points yeah. after starting 0 for 8 from the field. Like, um, don't quote me on that 0 for 8. More than 0 for 6, less than 0 for 10, but somewhere in there. <laughs> but, um, like, that, like, you, you just count on those guys, right? They come to work, right? Luca in elimination games averages 40 points a game in elimination <laughs> games in his career. He's played in like seven. He averages 40 points, right? Last night he had 32 points, 14 rebounds, and nine assists, right? Like, I don't expect that from Jimmy Butler in elimination games. Um, I do expect that some random games Jimmy Butler's going to have fourteen or uh, fourteen rebounds and forty points. Who knows, right? It might happen. He's not out of his ability. He might have thirteen points. He's had six (laughs) points and eight points just in this series, right? (laughs) You just you just never know. And and I think that that is why people, a lot of people, discount the Heat is because they know that you started off the show with this is that the stars are going to matter. Right, yes. in crunch time, and your team's culture and your coaching is not going to overcome greatness on the nope. floor, right? And that's why that's why the Mavs are where they are, right? Because they had greatness in that elimination game to start the game, in the middle of the game, and to finish the game, they had yep. greatness, and um, and they didn't get eliminated because they had greatness, right? From Luca, right? Um, he did everything they needed, and I learned that as a coach myself. I went into a season. I was the head coach for the for a varsity team for the first year. I was like, man, Jay, I told you. I was like, we're going to shock the world. We're going to win CIF. We're going to win league. People, they're not going to know what hit them. Man, we got into that first game and got our heads kicked in. I was like, right. what is happening? You knew, you knew what to do, right? But <laughs> the, the capability of your, of your team makes a big difference sometimes, right? Exactly. You could have an amazing culture. You could have kids uh, come to practice on time, do everything right, do everything hard, practice hard, be all in. But if they just don't have the talent, they're just not going to there's, – there's a cap on your greatness. And that's what I feel like that's what Miami is seeing now. As good as Spolstra is, he comes from the film room. He has a strong foundation. He knows exactly what's uh, what's needed to win a championship. But if you look at his roster from top to bottom, they just they just don't have what it takes to get over the hump. Yeah. I mean, if I told you uh, nobody on the (laughs) Heat had 20 points tonight, would you be surprised? Nope. Or what, what about last game? Um, uh, Victor Oladipo, that sweet singing R&B stinger he is, had more points than the entire than starting the lineup started, for the Heat. Yeah, right? Like that. that's a shame, and it's not surprising, though. If I told you that two players on the Heat combined for 70, right? Like Bam and Jimmy Butler combined for 70 in the game. You wouldn't be surprised by that either. Like they're so up and down, it's just hard right. to count on them when it matters most. Right. But we'll uh so we'll we'll transition from the entire NBA and let's focus on your team, the Lake Show. So currently the Lakers are without a head coach. Shocking, not shocked at all. They've been running through um running through coaches over the last couple of years. So ever since Phil Jackson walked out the door, they haven't really found anything that stuck. And that's kind of the Lakers MO. They're like, we're gonna try it, and if it doesn't work, you're out of here. So right now, uh, you know, we don't really know who their finalists are because we're not in the front office with the Lakers. But according to reports, there's Doc Rivers, Kenny Atkinson, Darvin Ham, Terry Stotts are amongst 
they're among some of the finalists. So from that list and some of the other lists that you might have seen doing your own uh, big time Laker research, that man, who do you think is the front runner to take the Lakers job? And what do you think about this list in front of us? So you can throw out Doc Rivers, right? Because one, Maury said he's not getting fired. Two, he's under contract. And three, the Lakers already fired their coach and they don't have any assets to trade for him. So they have no way of getting Doc Rivers, right? Like they, like, unless you're talking about trading one of their, you know, Westbrook for Doc Rivers or AD for Doc Rivers, it's just not <laughs> going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, if he was not under contract, I think he might be the best fit. For this particular team, though. To have a regular season that's strong and fail in the playoffs. This is what Doc Rivers does, right? Like, this is a history of his career. It's not disrespectful when I can point to the history of it, right? Whether it was in Orlando. Like, he has had great players, right? I don't think any coach has had more coaching jobs with more Hall of Famers and fewer championships than Doc Rivers, right? Like, from Orlando to Boston to L.A., to Philadelphia, right? Like he has the talent at every stop. But the Lake of the Lakers, the Clippers fell apart. Every every year. They gave him two sets of talent, right? He had three all-stars with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and they fell short every year. And then they gave him Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And those guys apparently couldn't even stand him for one season and got rid of him. Right. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. So the first set of the Clippers, right. Chris Paul George said, the coaching staff didn't use me correctly, right? And Doc had to come and and, and clap back and say, "Well, you like Ty Lue, and he was on my staff, right?" Like, <laughs> yeah, but you also got to consider the source when it comes to players uh, being upset. Everybody's going to have, you know, their their thing that they feel like they're upset about, or they they feel like they weren't used correctly when you lose. That's fair, it's- especially Chris, uh, especially Paul George, who seems to just shrink in the playoffs. Exactly, like PG-13, because he didn't really play well when he was supposed to. And he talked about his mental struggles and all that in the bubble. So I don't know if I would necessarily consider him as like the uh, the the source that kind of decides on whether or not um, Doc Rivers is a good coach. But Chris Paul got hurt. Oh, uh, no, Blake sorry, Griffin got hurt. Sorry. They all, they, the, the, yeah, the so, teams would fall apart. And then they had, remember, I'm, that not, one, I'm not going to argue that he's not a good coach. He is a right. good coach, but the Lakers don't want to be good, right, and make the playoffs, right? They want to win a championship, and Doc Rivers' his record is not that he's going to get the most out of a team and win the championship. But see, with this roster, I think he would be a great fit because this is an old roster. Old people only respect other old people. So it would be tough to bring in a first-year head coach or a first-time head coach to this roster because you're stuck with this roster. You got LeBron, so, you got yes. AD, you got Russ. You don't have a lot of wiggle room, so, so you kind of got what you got. I think there's some instances where it makes sense for a first-time NBA head coach to Darvin Ham because Darvin Ham has been around. He has a title as an assistant, right, um, recently, and he was a player, right? Um, the Terry Stotts thoughts, um, I, I don't mind him being experienced and getting another chance. Um, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind. I thought it was a good idea to ask Juwan Howard if he was willing to interview. I know he refused, and it's kind of hard. Like, he has the opportunity to coach both of his sons at his alma yeah. mater. Like, um, so he had to refuse. But he was a teammate of Rob Palenka and a teammate of LeBron James, right? Right. Because that right. there would have been good synergy there, I think, for that Juwan Howard. So being good interested word. in him, I thought, was a, was a great um, option. And he just 
situation and timing wasn't right for him. Um, so, you know, I think Darmanham, uh, he would work. Um, people talk about this Lakers job as being a bad job or the Lakers are in disarray. Oh, they won a championship three seasons ago, right? Or two seasons <laughs> removed from winning a championship. How many times does a head coach get fired and a new person coming into the team is going to start three Hall of Famers? Yeah, but that's 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 a half of the story because it's also LeBron is in like his twenty seventh year. He was in the all league. NBA still. <laughs> he was. He averaged as many points as he's ever scored. But Anthony Davis is he doesn't play a lot because he gets hurt a lot. And then Russell Westbrook, like you said, according to the stats, he's, he is who he is. He's going to give you what he gave you. But is that good enough to get you to where you're going? So it's almost like you're going to take this job as a stopgap. You know you're get, you're taking this job to get all the money on your contract. You're going to get fired, and then you move on to a more stable situation. I, I don't agree. So I think that the I think that this Laker team, while they missed the playoffs, they didn't miss the playoffs because they weren't good enough. They missed the playoffs because they were injured, and they weren't injured off of non-contact injuries. They were injured off of like. Um, AD landing on someone's ankle or on someone's foot, right, and having a high right. ankle sprain. Like, like you, if those things don't happen, then LeBron and AD and uh, Westbrook play more than twenty-one games out of eighty-two together. Then they probably win three or four more games and make the playoffs. And if they're healthy at playoff time with LeBron and AD, who knows what happens? I, I, I don't want to judge this Laker team, and that's why I kind of think that Frank Vogel <laughs> got fired kind of unfairly. Of course, coaches he, always get the the raw yeah, end of the stick he, he got because fired. you can't fire players on right. the contract. He, he got fired essentially because uh, two his two Hall of Famers were injured, right? And the and the and the third one had a shooting slip to start the season, but in the end, ended up giving you exactly what you would expect to get from Russell, Russell Westbrook over the course of the season. Um, but like, so you take those injuries away and say, like, if I told you I'm going to have LeBron, AD, and uh, Westbrook, but they're only going to play 20 games. And we're going to make the playoffs. Well, no, right? Because <laughs> right. with those contracts, they, you can't afford anybody else. And so I don't think any coach would have made the playoffs with them not being present. But um, assuming that whoever coaches the team this season, they actually have them for 75% of the games as a, as a group, they're going to make the playoffs and they're going to do well, right? They were doing well in, in December before the first injury hit. But they've been running through um... – Head coaches like crap through a goose since Phil Jackson left. So uh, but LeBron James runs through <laughs> coaches, right? Like he tried to get I, Spolstra fired if you believe the reports, right? Right, and it's so, what and happens. Riley was like, "Hey, hey, hey, this 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 is not Cleveland, buddy." Yeah, and the running through coaches thing since Phil Jackson left is an interesting dynamic. When they actually did get rid of Mike Brown, the Mike D'Antoni thing was a was a catastrophe, right? Hiring him, but um, but but just before that, right? They were gonna hire Phil Jackson, right? Because Phil Jackson, he he puts a lot of energy in, right? He can't take the stress of coaching continuously, so he takes his breaks, right? Didn't they so hire took, Rudy Tomjanovich too? And then he had like cancer, and he, he got he was, sick. But that was yeah. so Rudy got sick, and then Phil Jackson came back, and then they ended up going to the finals three times and winning two championships. Then Phil Jackson needs to take another break. He t- he takes his break, and then he's gonna come back. And if you remember, they had offered him the job. But then the brother made a big stink about it. They said, let us know by Monday if you want to take the job. Then the brother made a big stink about it. And on Sunday, hired Mike D'Antoni. And Mike D'Antoni was like, you hired me instead of Phil Jackson? And the brother was like, yeah, this is my team. It's not Phil's team. And then 
they Jeannie was like, get out of here. Yeah, You're right. Fired. That, like within two years, right? He had she had to kick her brothers out because of that decision. It it kind of just started a domino effect where they couldn't get back on track with a good coach. Um, and then Kobe got hurt because Mike D'Antoni had to or he had to stage him into the dirt. Stage, yeah, because he had to stage a mutiny against Mike D'Antoni, who wanted Dwight Howard and Pal Gasol shooting threes instead of dominating inside <laughs> like the two big Hall of Famers that they are, right? So Kobe's like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to pay 43 minutes a game. And, and Get out of my way, injury, right? and then my and legs so, fall off. Yeah, so all of that stuff, yeah. right? It, it kind of, uh, they're still kind of uh, trying to recover. Yeah, they're yeah. still recovering from that, yeah. Um, so yeah. that all withstand, notwithstanding, right, they won a championship in the last three seasons. In the last 35 years, they have eight titles. The next closest team to them has five. And out of those eight titles, they also have additional trips to the finals that they didn't win the title, right? Like the, the Celtics right. and the Lakers are tied for the most championships ever, but 13 of the Celtics championships came between the, the 60 and the 75. Yeah, yeah, they have exactly. won in the last 25 years, right? Yeah. The Lakers are a great franchise, and, and as much as they've suffered, right, the one championship in the last three years puts them ahead of the majority of the league, right? Who else in the league right. has more than one is the, the Warriors, right? And the right. Warriors got more than one because they added Steph, uh, they added Kevin Durant to a great team. Yeah. Right? But, like I always say, you're going to put some respect on Steph Curry's name because that man lives in the finals with or without KD. Just want to throw that oh, out there. He doesn't live in the finals without KD, right? Yes, he does. With KD, he made, no, without KD, he made it to two finals. Right, one uh, uh, where he faced a team that had four. He faced four consecutive starting injuries. Right, all the way up hey. to Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving getting injured. That's part hey. of the game. But the next, year, the, game, the next year, he played that same team. Right, and they blew a three-one lead, and LeBron beat them. Right, and then they I had don't know about, but It was the second best player, or, or second best, or arguably the best player to ever play the game. So, I mean. right, and, and as soon as he had his starters healthy, they beat them. Right, right. and then they added KD. And and then won then went to three consecutive finals. And then when they didn't have KD and it was just Steph to run the show, they got beat by Toronto, who we just argued probably shouldn't have no, been no, in the finals no, no, anyway. No, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> that team fell apart. Like they literally fell apart. It was like a they car lost, driving they, they down lost, the street. They, okay. The, they the lost. wheels exploded. The tires popped. The the the, the mirrors shattered. They lost, that wasn't two, a... <laughs> they lost two all-star starters, right? Two Hall of Fame starters. Yes. Did the, the 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 first champ the first championship that that Steph won where Andre Iguodala was Finals MVP that they play against a team that was missing two uh, two <laughs> Hall of Fame starters. I hear you, I hear that. But they also won seventy three games before Kevin showed up. So they again, you put... to, Steph's been in five Finals. He has zero Finals MVPs. He's a great I player, mean, one of the greatest players ever. But he gets enough respect. I hear you, but I'm just saying. What did you say? Steve Kerr has never lost a Western Conference Finals, uh, Western West Conference, Conference series, playoff series, right? <laughs> exactly. a, lot, a, so, a lot of them he had Kevin Durant. Right. right? It wasn't he, just Steph. He had, he had Steph more than Kevin Durant. That was my point. No, he didn't. And so that's the point. So, so they're that, up three so one right now, though. So I think that that's the piece that you're missing. He didn't have <laughs> Steph more. He didn't have Steph more than Kevin Durant. He had Steph for the two seasons, then Kevin Durant for the three seasons. Then when he only had Steph. And no Kevin Durant. Steph missed the playoffs for a couple of years. He was injured. But you're and then Clay you're was saying, injured. And then they didn't make the play. When it was just him and Draymond, they didn't even make the playoffs, right? They got beaten the playoffs. No, no, no. The they Lakers. were hurt. 
Hold on. You're acting like Kevin Durant took over the team and Steph Curry moved to uh, uh moved to the he moved all, to the number two seed, right? Kevin Durant he was on was, the team. He, but he, he, they but Kevin Durant was a star. Kevin Durant was a man on that team, uh, right? They were both balling. It wasn't like uh Steph took a sabbatical and pulled a Kyrie and just decided not to show up to the arena. It wasn't that. He was on the team. No, no, no. no. Okay, so we got to put a pin in this conversation because we'll, we'll talk about this. So there's a fun amount of time we're we're gonna run out before we get to our last topic. But I want you to do some research and we'll look at how Steph performs in the finals. He's not the best finals performer, but I get it. I mean, it's hard when you're, you know, when you're the best shooter ever. You get tired. I mean, the man is human. But to your point, he could have a little bit better showing in the finals. But again, he's a two-time MVP. One was unanimous. He's the best shooter to ever play the game of basketball. So he's the most pro. What are we in? What are we? He's the most. He's the most prolific ever for sure. Who's a better shooter? I mean. His brother had a better shooting season than this year. Uh, <laughs> don't do right? that. Don't do, I mean, do that. Don't do, don't do that. Steve Kerr's the most. Steve Kerr's the most accurate ever. But Steph has Steve changed Kerr's the dynamic of shooting. Best. And Steph said he is the best. I mean, I'm sorry. Steve Kerr said he is the best shooter to ever play the game of basketball. We're going to transition. We'll 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 table that for uh, another. Day we have two we, discussions. One is uh is is take the dynamic of Steph Curry and his shooting and. A Ray Allen and a, uh, and a Reggie Miller and the way that they shot and the dynamic of the game today where you just shoot more, the fact that they shot so accurately and their time period for the amount that they shot, I think it, it would be an interesting dynamic to think about Steph Curry and his shooting in the context of, um, of other shooters. But Steph Curry is responsible for the proliferation of the three-point shot yeah, um, no, no kid in the gym sure. is pulling up for three, saying Reggie Miller, <laughs> Ray Allen, <laughs> right. but, but but Steph Curry is because of them. He is because of them, but like he took it to another level. He did, yeah. Like, he he proliferated it to a whole new level. But in terms um, of volume and distance, and, and but, but that's so, like you said. And so what happens is he scores a lot of points. He makes the most threes ever, and he shoots a pretty good percentage from three. I'm about to when, say, he's not just jacking up bricks. He's making them, though. This, this season, he jacked up bricks. He had a really rough shooting season. Bricks is Steph strong, Curry. but he had a shooting season. He, he had a strong. Yeah, yeah he had a, sub, a, major, a major sub for his standards. Yeah. Right, right. Now, right. Um, the problem is, or the dynamic is, that when the other superstars are there, that style of play doesn't carry the team. When Draymond, like, they were talking about Steph for MVP, this year, Draymond got hurt, and the Warriors fell all the way down in the seating, right? Right. And then, right. like, and the year before, he's the coach on the court, right? I mean, the he's before, the coach on the court, the quarterback, right. everything. But, but but Steph needs his respect, right? But when you don't, when everything's not perfect, the team built around Steph seems to falter. And last year, without Clay there for or for two years without Clay there, they didn't make the playoffs, right? Even well, though Steph, Steph was, was hurt one of those years, one of, okay, one of the years Steph was hurt. <laughs> <laughs> right, like even when he wasn't hurt, the record wasn't great. Right, just think about it. Like Steph, like the Warriors MJ, are greater, greater than the sum of getting, their parts. True, but MJ was getting kicked out of the playoffs before Orlando Woolridge and Scottie Pippen showed up. So he was making it to the playoffs is, and scoring sixty three in a game and averaging thirty seven with us thirty seven eight and eight in the regular season. It was and recording J and J radio at the house. MVP, the defensive player of the year, slam dunk competition. He was he everything. Didn't win nothing. Champion. Um, Steph, he was not winning nothing and not doing all those things. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's 
<laughs> we'll fast forward from, from basketball to football. One of your favorite players, uh, Colin Kaepernick, is in the news. I know you say this is not news, but Colin Kaepernick is in the news because the Las Vegas Raiders announced that they uh, they had him in for a workout this afternoon at their facility. Now, currently, Colin Kaepernick is 34 years old, and this is his first NFL workout for a NFL franchise at their facility uh, in half a decade, five years. Now, just to give you some background, Mark Davis is the owner of the Raiders. He's gave his blessing. He's he's always been on board with signing Kaepernick. Uh, and also, now, they've had three coaches since he's basically said, you got my blessing. But those three coaches, for one reason or another, did not bring in Kaepernick. Um, now, mind you, again, he has not played in an NFL game since 2016. Uh, Josh McDaniels is currently the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, this is his second time as a head coach. He was a head coach for the Denver Broncos, but this is his second crack at it in the NFL as a head coach. And again, just for some background on uh, the Raiders, a lot of people don't realize that they are kind of leaders of the industry in diversity. The Raiders hired the first black coach, first black head coach in Archell. They had their first Latino to win a Super Bowl. They also hired their first female CEO. So the Raiders aren't new to this. But what are your thoughts on the fact that Colin Kaepernick had a workout with the Raiders to possibly come in and be a backup? So he has a workout scheduled. It hasn't yes. occurred yet. I, I believe would, it happened this afternoon, but I'm not sure. Okay, it might have happened. Yeah, after we after we read the story. So I I would like the story more if I didn't know about it. Which sounds crazy, right? Okay. But I feel like uh the the notion, so the owner started talking about it a few weeks ago, right? He mentioned it in the news. I think that this would be better if they just quietly came in, worked him out, and decided whether they were going to sign him or not. Right. But by creating this uh, story and making it a big deal before he's even signed the contract, it kind of um, cheapens it to my to my my cynical thinking is, oh, they're just doing this for publicity. Right? Dog we're the, pony show. Yeah, yeah, we're the we're the Raiders. Look at us. We're the ones interviewing Kaepernick. Right. But the fact right. of the matter is that John Harbaugh had been calling them out recently and bringing them in to Michigan and, and showing people like, hey. This is a great guy. Like you guys should be giving him a chance. It's not fair what you've done to him. And that was I, his guy because he brought yeah, him to the Super Bowl right, when he was he a coach for the San Francisco Forty Niners. Exactly. And um, and so respect for Harbaugh reminding us that what was happening to Kaepernick. And I applaud the Raiders for bringing him in. I just wish that um, what happens is if they decide not to sign him for any reason, then it kind of cheapens this whole notion that they did that. Right. I, I, if they brought him in a little bit more quietly and just worked them out, decided whether or not they were going to sign them, and then said, we're going to sign Kaepernick, it, to me it would have been a more powerful situation. And also, I think that the not being interviewed or, or worked out uh, mm-hmm. in several years, Kaepernick has major culpability for that because when Stephen A. Smith and Roger Goodell and all the other people involved in trying to get the teams to come see him work out, and he – Either for whatever reason, I don't know. It was yeah, it was it was some no weird murkiness, some gray area at the last second and all that stuff. Uh, He his inflexibility to to work his way. Like you, you have to realize at some point that your your position um, is not that strong, right? You need the help of these this 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 group who's helping you, and him trying to to overly control the situation turned a lot of teams off. 
teams that actually showed up to the workout only to find that he changed his mind 45 minutes later and he wanted you to go to him and try to project, I think, some sort of position of power or control over the whole experience. Well, there um, was he gave some reasons as to why, right? He wanted it recorded and the NFL said no recording, or it was they right. they had some riffs on on the details of, of right. why it didn't happen, where it was supposed to happen and all that and, kind of stuff. Exactly. And they were in the position of power, and I don't think that he either recognized that. So uh, significantly enough, or, um, or just didn't care. And well, he wasn't was, willing to be flexible enough to just completely work right. out because, at their time and their place with with whatever confines right, they had. The, yeah, the football wasn't the most important thing to him, right? Because if it were, I suspect that he would have made the sacrifice of going to the place that was predetermined for the workout and doing it without the camera on, right? Like that, yeah. like if that, if that, the most important thing was getting back into the league, but I think that his principle at that moment was different, right? His, right. his principles were different. And for NFL coaches, that says a lot, right? They want the guy that cares the most about football. And I uh, think he, he didn't have more things going on. And I think at that time he didn't say whether or not he was willing to be a backup. And now he's come out and saying, I just want to be on a roster. I just want to be on a team. I'm, I'm willing to be a backup. And there was a time, I believe, where I'm not sure if he said it, but the the narrative was he's not willing to be a backup. Yeah. And so um, I, I hope that he does get signed by the Raiders. I think that the floodgates will open up once he's on the roster and they see him in the preseason. Uh, I mean, Nick Foles just got another two-year contract. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, there's room. He's, he's for backing Ka- up. He's he's a backup for the Colts, correct? Yeah. So I, there's room for Kaepernick to get an opportunity you, to play. Correct. And like I said, he's uh, he's 34 years old, but he hasn't played in five years, so he hasn't taken any hits. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't taken any any abuse. Uh, in terms of to his body. But mind you, the speed of the game is probably a little bit different because when you're removed from something <clears throat> for five years, you have to get adjusted back to it. Uh, you know, and when you're throwing routes with people in street clothes, it's a little bit different from seeing live action. So yeah, it would definitely be an adjustment. I'm sorry. It would be it would be an adjustment to to kind of come back in and then it would it would come down to what scheme you're running because you're probably not going to bring in Kaepernick if you have uh Tom Brady as your starter because if he goes down he's not going to come in and run Tom Brady's system. He you should. probably want somebody. Now he's 35, not 29. <laughs> he probably hopefully he's not going to get out there and try to run around like he did before, right? I don't uh, I can't see Kaepernick out there as a statue just trying to pick people apart because his gift was his mobility and his his ability to make you <clears throat> excuse me defend so many blades of grass right you have to account for him scrambling you have to account for the RPO run pass option or going deep because he had a cannon so I think like you said if if he became this statuesque quarterback that would take away from what made him great when he was at his peak so that would be really interesting to see if he's going to try to be the same Kaepernick before he was done, or he's going to try to be some mechanical, you know, statuesque quarterback uh, just in the pocket trying to pick people apart. So okay. I think a lot of that would 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 affect where he would go and if he would even play. Question for you. Mm-hmm. Who gets on a new roster first, Kaepernick or Baker Mayfield? Uh, Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> excuse me, Baker Mayfield, 
because I think the the Browns have softened their stance by saying we're going to eat some of Baker Mayfield's costs because I think his sticker price is like $15 million, $15 million because he's in the last year of his contract and he was the first overall pick. So I think the Browns are going to soften their stance on how much they're willing to pay because at first they were like, no, you got to take his whole contract. And everybody's like, good luck with that. And that's why he's stuck in Cleveland. And we don't know what they're going to do with the suspension with Deshaun Watson. So Baker Mayfield might, oddly enough, be the day one starter for Cleveland. So they might have to kiss and make up uh, and do a, you know, do a, do another commercial. Uh, oh, no, yeah. So, so yeah. So not counting Cleveland, right? Uh, so, so not counting Cleveland, assuming that he was going to get traded. Okay. Um, he might end up in Carolina. I don't think he's going to end up in Seattle because they're going to just, they decided to just basically lose and tank and get one of the kids uh, next year coming out. Next year, they're going to have a much better draft class, or is it anticipated Correct. to be a better draft class for quarterbacks? Correct. Uh, Correct. What about, uh, we're just going to do a couple more here. What about Jimmy Garoppolo? Will he be on a new team before Kevin, uh, Colin Kaepernick? Mind you, Kaepernick just worked out today or is working out this week with only one team, Oakland. So it's only up to Oakland. Will <laughs> Oakland sign Kaepernick before somebody trades Jimmy for Garoppolo. Jimmy So I think Jimmy Garoppolo will also be on a roster before Colin Kaepernick because Jimmy G has gone to the conference finals, I believe, twice. Uh, he's gone to the Super Bowl once. And he's also, uh, I think he's in the last year of his contract with San Francisco. And if you listen to reports, they're kind of on the fence on whether or not they want to give the team over to the young kid or keep it with Jimmy G. But his his uh, des- his decision to have surgery in the offseason on his throwing shoulder kind of made it really weird. So it almost made him untradeable at the time because he also has an injury history. So when he does come back, teams are going to they're going to want to see him throw and move around and see if he's still got zip on his pass before you just trade for him. Because I don't think San Francisco is just going to give him away for some Skittles. Which that's I I agree that that's going to happen and it's a shame because when Jimmy G plays, his team wins. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty much all that happens. Play. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, he has been injured. And we don't know how how good Trey Lance is because we haven't really seen him uh, play. At, you know, play meaningful you snaps know, in the NFL. You know why you haven't seen him play meaningful snaps in the NFL? Why? Because not as good as Jimmy G. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people would agree, and then some people would say we'll see. Uh, we see how the Jordan Love pick turned out in Green Bay. So as long as it doesn't turn out like that, I think San Francisco will be happy. Yeah. Because they moved up. So that's to interesting. Draft. They did Jimmy G a big disservice, right? By saying so vehemently that they needed to trade him for Trey Lance. And other teams are like, okay, well, we know you want to trade him bad. So, you know, we're not going to give up a ton because we know he's on the market. Right. Um, so, so they're kind of stuck they in a rock in our place. And then, he, you know, he played well right up to playing against a great defense and losing to, you know, Aaron. Like, I, I'm not going to fault any of the quarterbacks that got beat by Aaron Donald and the rest of that defense uh, this season because, you know, some of the names on that list are like Tom Brady, right? <laughs> like, yeah. like, you're going to say Jimmy G's not good because he didn't beat uh, the Rams in the yeah. – uh, and then uh, the cool Joe, Joe Burrow, like he that that Rams defense. I mean, it's hard to to survey the field and complete passes when you have Aaron Donald coming at you to try and rip your head off. One right. of the you know five best defensive linemen in the history of the NFL. So right, it's, it's <laughs> what do you do? You put all your attention on stopping Aaron Donald, and now you got 
you know, uh, players Von Miller free. coming off the yeah, edge. Yeah, Von <laughs> Miller running at you. So, exactly. uh, so I'm not just I'm not gonna judge. I, I feel like Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not gonna judge him. Like, like you said, he made it to the Super Bowl, and this season he made it to the conference title game. And he was a quarter a really away from team. beating Mahomes. People forget they, they were they were right in the driver's seat, and you know I think he overthrew. I can't remember the wide receiver, but he was right there. They just couldn't close the deal. I mean, who has more playoff wins in the last five years, Garoppolo or uh, your buddy? Who uh, Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo has like five times as many playoff wins. <laughs> How crazy is that, right? <laughs> exactly. But nobody puts any respect on his name, and they say he's a bum. And I'm like, yo, yeah, he's that's far from who, a bum. That's who needs some respect on his name is Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. I gotcha. Well, look, Jay, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks, everybody, for listening to J&J Radio. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Harper, along with my guy, Jason Gibbons. We're going to be back a lot more often. We need all your streams. We need all your, all your clicks, all your likes. Send it to your friends, family, coworkers, aunts, uncles, pastors, everybody. Tell them to listen to J&J Radio. We're going to be cooking with the NBA playoffs, and then we're going to go right into the uh, NFL season because we we got it rocking, and uh, we, we definitely want all your ears and all your feedback as well. So, Jay, I know you just opened up a, uh, a special email address for our listeners to uh, email us their comments. If you have any questions, comments, and concerns, feel free to email us because if it's something good, we might talk about it on air and turn it into a topic. So, Jay, go ahead and give our, our listeners that email address. Yeah, you can email us at jandjradio1 at gmail.com. Uh, if your comments compliment me, we'll read them on the air. And if they say, you know, Jonathan Harper has got to be one of the best uh, podcast hosts out there. I mean, we might give you a contract. We might send you a mattress. Who knows? We, you know, we're about to get endorsements, so we're going to be hawking everything. So just let us know. But again, I'm your co-host, Jonathan Harper, along with Jason Gibbons. Again, this is J&J Radio. We really appreciate your time. And until next time, take care and we will take it easy and talk with you later. Yeah. uh, Mavs, Golden State tomorrow night. Also, uh, several uh, NHL playoff games. You got the Rangers against uh, Carolina, and you you got Edmonton, too, uh, playing against Calgary. So check those out. And go Dubs. Later.